Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Congratulations to uh, to Minnesota. Uh, they have uh, legalized recreational marijuana for adults, and it goes into effect in August. Ooh, I probably shouldn't have fired one up yet. Uh, Governor Tim Waltz uh, signed into law a bill allowing marijuana possession for people 21 and older, expunging marijuana conviction records, and creating a new regulatory plan for the substance. Marijuana will be legal to use, possess, and grow at home this summer. It will take a while longer for new dispensaries and businesses to open under the new licensing system. So it's, it's coming, Minnesota. Don't you worry about it. Now, that's the 23rd state to legalize recreational marijuana i was looking through the list we have 30 some odd states that have uh, medicinal marijuana legal and 30 some odd states that have decriminalized it so isn't it about time that we just make marijuana legal (sighs) welcome Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right, some uh, headlines and some stories that uh, we need to know, but do we really care? Uh, You need need to know it, all right? Chip-making giant uh, NVIDIA uh, briefly saw its market value rise above $1 trillion, fueled by its key role in supplying hardware and software for AI applications. The company becomes the ninth worldwide to have eclipsed the mark. Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Google, Microsoft, and Saudi Saudi Aramco currently remain above $1 trillion because uh, they kind of slipped at the end of the day. Uh, They went up over a trillion, and then by the end of the day, uh, they dipped to $992 billion. So good for them. Uh, Congratulations. The, The video was founded in 1993. And they also announced that the, the world's largest advertising agency, uh, WPP, uh, said it would team with Nivea to build content. So everything was great until eh, a little while they decided, you know what? No, you're not going to be over a trillion. You're only going to be $992 billion. So congratulations for at least eclipsing that $1 trillion mark, even for a short period of time. Horse racing uh, regulatory officials held an emergency summit yesterday after 12 horses died at Churchill Downs. I don't know that I knew it was 12. Wow. Um, In the past five weeks, 12 horses have died. 
two over Memorial Day weekend, two more over Memorial Day weekend. Wow. The Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority, and who doesn't love the HISA, uh, called the meeting over concerns about what it describes as an unusually high number of fatalities, which comes amid a downward trend in the sport's fatal injury rate over the last four years. Okay, so veterinary teams from the HISA, the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority, Churchill Downs and Kentucky Horse Racing Commission convened in Lexington, Kentucky to review available information on fatalities. All right. Now, they still have uh, the one the one guy, uh, trainer, Safi Joseph Jr., he's been suspended pending the investigation. So we'll see. I mean, seven of the horses suffered injuries between April 27th and May 6th. The Kentucky Derby, two of which were trained by this Safi Joseph. So, and those had to be put down. I mean, they were injured. So, oh, no, you're not going to be able to make it. Sorry about it. <laughs> Pretty sure they didn't shoot it, but, you know, I would have. And then, of course, we have the Belmont Stakes. The last leg of the Triple Crown is going to take place uh, June 10th, so we're 10 days away. So they're trying to avoid having uh, more untimely injuries to their horses, that's for sure. More headlines uh, of stories that you should know, but... Oh, do you really care? Well, of course you do. For centuries, the Great Lakes have provided vital access to the Midwest from the Atlantic Ocean, allowing the establishment to, of key trading outposts and ultimately the growth of major cities in the region, the Great Lakes. Hello. Uh, Michigan is the Great Lakes state, the state that I was born in. But if you don't know what the Great Lakes states or the Great Lakes are, just remember Homes, H-O-M-E-S, Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, Superior. Okay, those are your Great Lakes. An estimated 6,000 vessels were lost on the Great Lakes with approximately 1,500 of these ships located in Michigan waters. So you can still find one. Get out there. Find yourself a ship. See if there's anything worthy to, uh, to bring back up. Good luck. God bless with that. Uh, a few more headlines that you need to know, but, you know, we'll see if you, know, you do. I know you care, but it's just stuff you need to know. Uh, Twitter is now worth one third of the $44 billion Elon paid for the company. Oof. Uh, Elon needs to make some moves on that. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, by the way. Uh, the succession finale that we talked about uh, yesterday that was uh, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. And sorry to see the uh, series go away, but it was, you know, it was a worthy ending. I thought it should have ended even maybe worse for them. Uh, it had 2.9 million viewers, a record for the series. All right. Good for them. And I'm sure, you know, obviously with the series, they'll be plenty of a million o viewers left for that series goldman sachs is reportedly considering its third round of layoffs in less than a year Ooh, as wall street deal making continues its slump yeah uh, i don't think that's the only deal making that's uh, slumping according to this u.s air traveler numbers uh topped 2019 levels finally oh wow the Memorial Day weekend topped the 2019 levels. So, I mean, the uh, we're back to pre-pandemic levels of flying. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, we will see how long that 
class for sure and we talked about the beluga whale that we believe uh is the we're being told that was the russian spy whale uh has now been seen off the coast of sweden so heads up out there (laughs) when you see the old beluga whale coming up at you with the camera on its back uh look the other way because it's a russian spy whale and one last uh, story that I thought uh, should be maybe in the headlines that you should know about. And I, I kind of think it's really cool. A healthy newborn baby, was, a baby boy, was left unharmed in a Tennessee time of crisis safe haven box just 30 minutes after birth. Uh, it was placed in the safe box at Fire Station 17 in Knoxville over the weekend. And uh, it was a healthy newborn baby boy. It's about 30 minutes old. It was left in the safe haven box and as low as, uh, did not suffer any injuries. It was the first to be placed in a Tennessee safe haven baby box in knoxville which uh you know is really cool that's great i'd like to see more of that there are plenty of places around the country that uh have places where they don't have the safe haven box but they are a safe haven so if you have a baby and you you just have a baby and you can't do it and you just can't do it you can drop it off no questions asked and you know someone will take care of it and get it to being uh you know a viable human being i love it Uh, i love it instead of you bringing harm or having an abortion that is wonderful I, i i mean that sincerely i'd rather have it be dropped off than that um the safe haven baby box in knoxville was installed uh, at the station in February as an alternative for an anonymous parent to use in a time of crisis. Yeah, I mean, instead of um, being able to hand it over to a fireman or someone who's at the fire department or the police department or wherever the safe haven is, you can just put it in the box and go away anonymously. And the whole purpose of the box is to be a resource for the community. So the mother or the parent is in crisis and doesn't know what to do, has a place to go. Right. I I love it. Uh, The 2001 state law allows mothers and newborns to surrender unharmed babies to designated facilities within two weeks of birth without fear of being prosecuted. Good. As long as the baby is unharmed, child is surrendered within two weeks of birth, the mother or parents will not be prosecuted and is assured of complete confidentiality. So I'm glad to see that someone uh, is using that. I hope more people do. I, I know that the, you know, I love, there's plenty of other places in Tennessee and other places around the country as well that have, you know, hospitals, birthing centers, community health clinics, walk-in clinics, EMS facilities, fire stations, any law enforcement facilities. Those are all safe havens. Uh, I don't know that they all have the safe haven box, but they are definitely all safe havens. So if you have an issue after giving birth, man, don't do anything to the child. Uh, It's not the child's fault. Just drop it off at the safe haven, wherever you're at. Uh, Please, let's do that. Uh, It's so much better than harming the baby and putting yourself in uh, a a place where you could get prosecuted for doing something that you didn't need to do. Just amazing. Anyway, uh, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately.
Al Pacino, my main man, Al Pacino. I, I love Al Pacino. Uh, he is now going to be a dad again. He's going to be a father. He is now the father of four. The 83-year-old actor and his girlfriend, Noor Alfala, are expecting a baby. Yay! Now, she is... 29 and she's been linked to al since april of 2022 i didn't she say that she was complaining about living with al and how he wanted to live in the dark most of the time i guess that doesn't matter we're so living in the dark doesn't matter with al because i love him (laughs) and uh, so what that he's 83 and i'm 29 so what that his oldest daughter is older than me julie marie at 33 uh, so what that his twins, uh, Anton and Olivia, are just a few years younger than me at the age of 22. So, so what? Because you're talking about love here, okay? <laughs> Congratulations to uh, Al and Noor for their new bouncing baby. It's giving birth in about a month or so, according to reports. I saw a picture of her on Mother's Day, which wasn't that long ago, and it was kind of covered up. She was sitting at a table, and I was trying to see if you could make out that she was pregnant, and you could not, so it was hid really well, Uh, but, uh, you know, I guess we had to break the news sooner or later, and TMZ broke the news, Uh, and so Al is saying, hey, uh, Robert Douche Nero, you got nothing on me, pal. You're only 79. I'm 83, still kicking it out, baby. He just turned 83, though. So, actually, when he fathered the child, uh, he was 82. So, no news what's going to happen now that he's 83. (laughs) De Niro, though, I just realized they, uh, in this story here, in its, uh, did this story, uh, they actually name De Niro's kid in here, which I had not seen before. Uh, the daughter of uh, De Niro and girlfriend Tiffany Chen uh, named their daughter Gia Virginia Chen Douche Nero. Now he spells it D-E Nero. <laughs> I guess he wants us to pronounce it De Niro, but everyone knows it's Douche Nero. I'm sorry, Gia Virginia Chen. That's just your last name from now on is Douche Nero. Now you can go and break away from that and just call yourself Gia just call yourself Virginia. Just call yourself Chen. But if you put the D-E-N-I-R-O at the end, it's Douche Nero. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's what I thought back in February. She was, uh, they did a piece on her, you know, still going out with Al and talked about, you know, her being with Jagger before and apparently she's been with Clint Eastwood and billionaire philanthropist Nicholas Berger and you know she's she's making the rounds with the olds because she was waiting for somebody to give her a baby and Al Pacino was happy to oblige however I will say this that um, in this uh, in this article it talks about how uh, Pacino according to the article uh, Pacino insists that Noor keeps all the lights low so he doesn't have to see an old man in the mirror 
wears only black or dark clothing to match his fashion motto and to be at his beck and call as his date even at the last minute yeah that's what it has to be got it nor it also added that pacino uh has a reputation as a doddering old cheapskate <laughs> but she got her wish uh she had a baby she has a baby on the way with al pacino so she hit a home run with one of the olds hey you remember uh anna delvey right the fake heiress who was the inspiration behind uh the netflix series inventing anna which was really a great series you should watch it if you have a chance she's currently under house arrest after being convicted of you know a series of crimes attempted grand larceny she is now uh ta-da i'll give you three guesses and the first two don't count on what anna delvey is going to be doing from her house arrest home uh, yes you're right she's gonna be doing a podcast <laughs> uh, it's a, i'm sorry it's a weekly podcast series the anna delvey show so she's teamed up with audio up the company behind the playboy interview and the sean glass reunion audio on the project the series will feature guests including julia cumming whitney cummings julia fox jeremy harris emily radikowski kenny schechter listen to the trailer below no i don't want to listen to the trailer below but you can if you if you want all right fine let's listen to anna i'm anna dalvey and this is the anna dalvey show Oh, wow. You might recognize my name as a character in the Netflix series. I do. But now you get to meet the real me. Oh, On this boy. show, I will dive into the concept of roles and talk with the people who create or break them. From art, politics, fashion, tech, finance, law, and more, the Anna Delvey Show will share honest, unfiltered conversations that will question traditional notions of what's right and wrong. All recorded in my village apartment in New York while <laughs> house arrest. So have you ever been to jail yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is already the best podcast. Is it though, isn't it? The best podcast ever made. Isn't it? What's the craziest thing you've done for a sake of art? I got a unicorn in this movie when I was 20 years old. <laughs> Ah. Do you feel like is anyone truly canceled? They tried to cancel you. <laughs> but from what? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> oh, that sounds riveting. Riveting. Anna Delvey. Oh, man. Uh, that's a boy. Riveting. Hey, good luck, though. Good luck. I hope it all works out for you. Anna, I do. And for those of you that are listening to this podcast right now and are not subscribers, what are you doing? Uh, you need to be a subscriber. I mean, I know that uh, subscribing to this podcast is free, but nobody likes a freeloader. So if you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber, you need to become a subscriber. Choose whatever little platform you want. And then if that particular platform lets you rate and review it, go ahead and rate and review it. Uh, you know, 20 stars, best podcast ever. But uh, if you're listening and you're not a subscriber, I mean, go ahead and finish the show. But then subscribe. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it from myself, Jeff Fisher, and 
chewing the fat. You might as well go ahead and follow me on Twitter, as I said earlier, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can order a cameo from me, at JeffyJFR. That's not free, though. Uh, The cameo costs money. Cameo's my pimp. They get their cut. Uh, Although, just let them know whether you want me to be happy, sad, glad, mean, whatever you need. And uh, that's what I do. That's, you know, you do what what the pimp says, man. (laughs) Uh, Pimping ain't easy. Yeah, just ask Cameo. And so uh, then you can also uh, email the show at any time, uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Have you ever seen John Mellencamp live? I have not, and I would like to see him live. I know he's a, I know he's a douchey kind of guy, but I do like his music. Oh, what am I? This communist. I know, I know, but I'd like to still like to see him live. I'm a fan of his work, and uh, so he apparently has been doing these uh, concerts that he calls live and in person tour. And he makes the, I guess the, I guess the, he plays at, I don't, I don't know where he plays at. I haven't seen it promoted anywhere, <laughs> but I guess he's playing at theaters live and in person tours. So he must be playing, must be picking theaters because this story uh, happens in a theater in Cleveland. Okay. Now there are signs all over the theater that says, uh, attendees, uh, he's going to cut the performance short if they don't follow etiquette theater etiquette so following this 30 minute classic movie montage that opened the show and i i don't know what that is it'd be interesting to see what Mellencamp thinks is a worthy of a 30 minute classic movie montage but then he came out uh, to do a set and he said i like people screaming from the effing audience he had one ticket holder started saying play the effing music that's funny that probably would have been me had i been there so uh then he got pissed listen if these people don't shut the f up i'm gonna leave okay that's if i'd have been there that's what i would have said bye but because i'm not used to this crap Look, guys, if I want to play this type of drunken environment, I'd play outside or I'd play in an arena. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, he had this similar warning when he played in, uh, in Texas as well uh, before his acoustic portion. Uh, in, in Texas, he said, hey, this is the quiet part, so keep your effing mouth shut. <laughs> in texas the lady said a lady in the audience said uh uh yeah john and he goes what did i just effing say but thank you (laughs) so he did give her a thank you he didn't he didn't walk out what uh calm down john all right calm down I, I I would not be able to help myself. I would have had to have yelled. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the quiet part, so shut the F up. Yeah, I don't like the screaming F on audience anymore. Oh, that's too bad, John. That's too bad. I know he has a new album coming out, and the title of the album is orpheus descending it looks like to me when i first saw it, i was like that's the title of the album uh, orifice descending yeah that's john mellencamp that is the title of the album orifice descending 
<laughs> if you get an opportunity to see John in his live and in-person tour, it's the 76-date trek. It's, oh, it's almost, oh, no, it's almost over. Oh, no, it's almost over. It's going to end June 24th. There's only 24 days left. Uh, if you're listening live, today is the 31st of May, 2023. So, well, 25 if you count today. 24 days in South Bend, Indiana is going to be his final live and in-person tour. Man, what I wouldn't give to be at that show. And I would give anything from your wallet to be at that show. <laughs> and just... Play the effing music. I want to do that desperately. And then I wouldn't see him performing and I'd be bummed. Because some guy was hollering at him. And I don't know why they do that. (laughs) Uh, If people don't shut the F up, I'm just going to leave. Bye. So this just in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Breaking news. Independent journalist A.J. Benza says he spoke to someone in the room with Jamie Foxx who said Foxx has a blood clot in the brain after getting vaccinated. According to the source, Fox did not want the vaccine, but the movie studio forced him to get it if he wanted to stay in the film. Now, it ends with no word on the accuracy of this claim yet. Yeah, yeah, and that's them saying it, not me. I didn't say that about Jamie Foxx. I'll tell you that. You're not listening. You're not listening uh, if you think it was me. (laughs) Oh, speaking of COVID, did you see where uh, 181 disease detectives tested positive for covid after attending a cdc conference in atlanta georgia ha i didn't even know covid was around anymore amazing but i guess it is so the conference held in april at a hotel in beautiful atlanta was for epidemic intelligence service officers and alumni of course Oh, okay. Uh, The EIS personnel are sometimes called disease detectives and are charged with identifying and fighting outbreaks. In fact, that could be a new show on Netflix next season if there were writers. Disease detectives. (laughs) Uh, Tonight's episode covid 19 a rapid assessment team conducted a survey of 1443 conference attendees from may 5th to the 10th among those who responded to the survey 70 percent were not wearing masks nearly all had received at least 
one dose of a COVID vaccine and none were hospitalized. Among those who tested positive, 52% reported no known prior COVID infection. 27% received antiviral medications. Okay. Now they make the big deal about it was during a period of low COVID community levels and masking was not recommended at the time. Oh, oh, okay, no problem. Now, we also, it says here, that organizers said um, attendees notified the conference on the last day of the event that they had tested positive for the virus. Huh. So the leaders, the disease detective leaders, reportedly made an announcement about the potential cases and took action to reduce further spread connected with the conference and related events. Well, isn't that special? They also wanted to remind everyone that it was a mild illness, but it was just discomfort for several days. So that had to be the shout out to the vaccine for sure. As long as we're talking about disease detectives, I see where a new U.S. lab will work with deadly animal pathogens uh, in the middle of uh, in Kansas, in the middle of farm country. Oh, I bet you Kansas is really happy about that. Ooh, no, not really. They are a little unhappy about that. Uh, the lab is equipped to handle some of the world's most dangerous viruses. It's a new massive high security laboratory in kansas the first in the united states designed with pens and equipment such as cranes to move big animals tainted with the most hazardous infectious agents wow although active research won't begin at the national bio and argo defense facility the nbaf in manhattan kansas for a few years the high contaminant resource to deal with agricultural's important pathogens is going to change the research landscape wow it's going to be operated by the u.s department of agriculture has taken nearly a decade longer to complete than planned and at 1.25 billion dollars cost nearly three times as much as first predicted well there's a big surprise you know we can get it in for you for uh, for about 30 for about 30 or 40 million ah you know what let's make that 1.25 billion <laughs> so uh researchers and powerful kansas politicians have supported the project but uh, manhattan residents and farm groups have voiced concerns about handling pathogens dangerous to livestock and humans in the nation's agricultural heartland if a highly contagious animal uh highly contagious animal that has disease escapes the lab uh it would just shut down commerce uh yeah duh so <laughs> the uh, nbaf is intended to be the new home for work done for more than 60 years at the plum island animal disease center which is the federal lab on a tiny island in long island sound like an alcatraz for diseases uh 20 years ago or so plum island's aging facilities and lack of 
Titus biosecurity features prompted federal officials to start to plan an upgrade. Yeah, uh, we started looking around saying, this thing's falling apart, a little dangerous. Maybe we ought to build something else. Yeah, let's do that. Let's build that in Kansas. So the new facility will have more than 53,000 square feet of floor space. Officials say staff will follow strict safety protocols and use specialized equipment such as plastic moon suits with their own air supply. The features help make nbaf a biosecurity level four uh, lab the most secure ranking plum island is a level three yeah it's probably a level one by now with how dilapidated it is um, it has equipment rooms designed to handle large animals cows pigs which means scientists can study the diseases that are off limits at plum island oh that's so good it includes Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, Japanese encephalitis, and Nipa, a virus carried by fruit bats that sicken pigs and people, killing between 40 and 75% of human patients. Oh, that's so good. Being able to safely work with pigs could help reveal how Nipah virus spreads and help researchers develop countermeasures. Oh, that's great. I can see a Nipah vaccine being a high interest item in coming years oh that's great that's great so good news for manhattan kansas as they are getting ready to open the new high security laboratory in kansas the national bio and agro defense facility makes you feel proud doesn't it i mean we actually need this i know we gotta get it i would rather have it here than in ukraine uh but that's just me what about the ones we have in wuhan yeah i'd rather have them here too uh i'd rather have them here than there but again uh that's just me for those of you worried about the green water in venice uh we had the big uh the big story over the weekend that uh the mysterious bright green water in venice's grand canal uh people were a little worried uh thinking that uh, hey that's not good that water looking green down there <laughs> with the bright green that really doesn't look too good and we're a little concerned well don't worry about it okay because the authorities were on the case immediately and they've discovered that uh the strange color was caused by a non-toxic substance often used for detecting leaks so everything's fine don't worry about it at all So who died today? Who died today? Well, we think he's dead. Uh, Cameron Robbins, 18. We'll say rest in peace and we'll hope that we find him. But there's footage showing him jumping off a cruise ship in the Bahamas on a dare. Uh, six or seven days ago if you're listening today uh, today live is uh, 531 2023 so uh, on uh, the 24th of this month he was uh, given a dare to jump off a cruise ship and he did he has still not been found and unfortunately the search has been suspended so probably a good idea if someone says I dare you 
to jump off of the uh, jump off of the cruise ship, probably an idea to say, "Yeah, all right, you win," because I won't do it. But <laughs> you know how many times uh, you know famous last words. Watch this. I don't know that that was Cameron's last words, but certainly could have been. I mean, the footage shows him in the water, so he was still alive after he jumped, but he started swimming away from the life buoy that was thrown out there. So, uh, you know, who knows what happened to Cameron, but uh, he is still missing. Then we have an Ohio farmer who gained internet fame through the meme that uh, showed him standing there. It ain't much, but it's honest work. That farmer meme that went around was from Dave Brandt, who has now passed away. We lost him at the age of 76. Uh, he was driving back to his Fairfield County farm uh, from Champaign, Illinois, and was in a terrible accident and subsequently uh, lost his life. Very sad. Um, he was a hardworking man and, uh, you know, obviously known for the meme. It ain't much but it's honest work. Dave Brandt, dead at the age of 76. Then we have a nun in Missouri uh, who died in 2019. So, I mean, we don't really want to put her on who died today because it would be who died today in 2019 uh, in the small town of Gower, Missouri. Uh, man, love Gower, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was recently exhumed because they wanted to move her to the final resting place inside a monastery chapel of the uh, Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of the Apostles. And so Sister Wilhelma Lancaster's body was being moved. And it showed no visible signs of decomposition wait what yes uh amazing so now we're talking about uh people flocking to this small town of gower missouri to see the body of the nun uh because it's got to be it's got to be something right you can quote me on that it's got to be something so apparently um the practice is a long-standing custom to place the remains of founders and foundresses under the altar of the church, seemingly immune to the natural process of decay. The church calls them incorruptible saints. They say it's a sign of holiness and that the person lived a life so closely aligned with Christ that the normal processes are delayed. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> that is pretty amazing now she was not involved uh buried in a simple wooden coffin which is said to have had a crack down the middle and they claim scientists trying to say that because of the crack a layer of mold grew inside and we're told by cemetery personnel to expect just bones uh in the conditions uh, that she was buried in without embalming that's what they were that's what they were planning on but uh we went out to her grave to say the rosary after the sisters finished the digging and they looked through the crack holy cow it was an intact foot with a sock on looking like it did when we buried her <laughs> wow so they were all happy and so they took turns uh, they took turns 
feeling the still sock. <laughs> According to them, it was still damp, but it was there. The dirt that fell in early on had pushed down on her facial features, especially the right eye, so we did not place a mask a wax mask over it but her eyelashes hair eyebrows nose and lips were all present her mouth just about to smile after we cleaned off the mold and mildew because of wet conditions in the coffin it looked like we had just put the habit on her that day this was a testament to her love for the sisterhood and what she was passing down to us who followed her so what that means is that she was an incorruptible saint. It's a sign of holiness and that the person lived a life so closely aligned with Christ that normal processes are delayed. Pretty amazing. Now, they could have put her in a mushroom coffin. They didn't because she's a nun, but they could have put her in the new mushroom coffin, which they're hawking in the Netherlands, for those seeking to live in the most sustainable way now you can do it a dutch inventor is now growing coffins oh that's good uh, <laughs> so they're putting mycelium the root structure of mushrooms together with hemp fiber in a special mold that in a week turns into what would basically be compared to the looks of an unpainted egyptian sarcophagus and while the traditional wooden coffins come from trees that can take decades to grow, years to break down in the soil, the mushroom versions biodegrades and delivers the remains to nature in barely a month and a half. Oh, that's fantastic. You are back to the earth. A lickety split. 45 days. Amazing with the brand new mushroom coffin. Order now. <laughs> Uh, so it's coming to the U.S. because now we have American investors. Uh, Loop Biotech Company uh, provides the coffins, and so that is uh, coming to America very soon. So you'll be able to get your own mushroom coffin. And who doesn't want their own mushroom coffin? Very, very soon. Coming to a funeral home near you soon. I don't know where that means they can put you, though. I mean, if you're compost, you're still in the ground. They're not going to are we able to recycle. I mean, that's good for the cemeteries, right? You'll be able to recycle grave sites <laughs> every, let's say, every two months. Every two months, you can, you can put another person on top of the other person, right? Because you're recycling them back to earth. And you just have a sign up there. You know, Bill was buried here in January. And uh, Joy was buried here in March. No, that's too soon. Uh, that's too soon. Maybe we could do March, but that's too soon. We'll do, say, twice a year. All right? So January and June, you get two people. Two people a year in one spot at the uh, at the cemetery. That's a good deal. Well, I bet you the old cemetery people are happy about that. <laughs> and if you, you know, you, if you want, you can have moss draped uh, within the coffin for burial ceremonies. Man, that sounds good. I'm so happy that we are just compost. That's good to know. And if you prefer cremation, they also uh, have an urn that they grow, which can be buried with a sapling sticking out. So when the urn is broken, broken down, the ashes help give life to a tree. Oh, there's Daddy's little sapling.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.